Hey everyone, welcome to Rise. This is our new podcast. My name is Spencer Finch. And my name is Shelby Hutchings. And we are super excited to be here. Our goal is to provide massive value to you and your business, specifically in the tours and attraction space, with a focus on off-road self-guided experiences and tours. Today, we will be telling you our story and how Mad Moose got started. And at the very end, we will go over our new program and how you can get involved. So to start, I think we should hear Spencer's story, how he got started, and what his journey has looked like. Awesome. Well, excited to share it with you guys. I have been part of the Polaris program since 2019 and have quickly recognized how valuable it is to be able to visit you guys, be able to connect with other outfitters in different areas across the country. I've been able to visit a few of you, and I learned a lot from from you guys as well. So I wanted to tell you my story and let you know how I got into this space. I didn't grow up with off-road vehicles, and I didn't know much about them at all. So in college, I knew, basically all I knew was that I didn't want to work for anybody. So I actually went to school for marketing. Um, I recognized that as long as I had sales, all the other problems would go away, right? So I focused on that, got a degree in marketing, and then uh, did a minor in entrepreneurship. So that's my education background. Um, right after I finished school, my wife had a year or two left for her degree. And so that gave me some time. I basically got a random job and then decided that I was going to start something. And what did you start? Well, lucky enough, I started getting credit cards that had a high limit. So I knew I was going to need some money. And one of them came with like a $6,000 limit. And I was super excited because I was like, finally, I have some money to try something out. And which is a ton of money in college. Yeah, definitely. So for me, I was like, okay, what space can I get into? What sounds fun? And ultimately, where I find success is in helping other people have fun. Like I really like to plan activities. I like to share experiences. And growing up in Southern Utah, that's it's an outdoor mecca. There's a lot of stuff that you can do. So I ended up buying um, six paddle boards from Tower Paddle. I remember seeing it on Shark Tank and I was like, all right, let's do this. So I bought paddle boards kind of against the advice of my wife, but I was like, hey, look, these are zero interest cards um, for 18 months. So worst case, I can just, you know, sell the paddle boards at the end of 18 months if we don't if we don't make the money back. So have you ever sold those paddle boards? I still have them. (laughs) Yeah. They've kind of become trophies at the shop. They're not, I mean, they're on the shelf in a bucket, so you can't really see them, but I secretly haven't sold them. We don't even rent them anymore, but um, they're They're there. there. So if any of you guys need a paddle (laughs) board, please, I will will Uh, personally ship them to you. I need to let go, I guess. I don't know. I'll sign one, hang it up and Maybe I'll cut a piece out of one, but I love them. And I love looking back at the beginning of where I started. It's funny because it's only been seven years, but at the same time, it's been seven years. So it feels short and feels long at the same time. So then you got a job at the mattress store here in St. George, right? You guys moved back down to Southern Utah, got out of the nasty inversion up there, cold weather, traffic. 
And so I guess tell us about that and how you were able to work at the mattress store while also starting a business renting UTVs. Yeah, so moved down back to St. George. Those of you that live in the snow, nice work. I <laughs> Proud of you. I enjoy the heat. So moved down to St. George, and that's when I started to get into motorized vehicles. It was the time when the Canon Maverick X3, if you guys remember that machine, it was coming out, and it was in 2017, I believe. So at that time, I had built up my credit a little bit more, and I knew I could afford to get some machines. So I went to MotoZoo and bought as many machines as I could, and that was uh, two machines. So I knew I had to start small, but I bought two machines. I took them, got them all ready. I didn't really know much about them at all. I knew I needed a trailer and so people could take them, and I took them to the mattress store, and I put them up for rent. And people started renting them, so I was really excited. I remember the first guy showed up and was like, hey, are you sure these um, don't need a flag? Kind of went to show like how much I knew about them, right? I was like, oh, yeah, I know they need a flag. Let me go home and get it. I left it at home. <laughs> so I actually went to the dealership, bought one, and came right back and installed it for him. A lot of people would come to the mattress store. They'd pick up their machines. And as long as I had them back, by the time it was time for me to go home, I let them take it for the day. Luckily enough, nothing major really happened during that time. People were able to take the machines. I remember one guy asked me about a spare belt, and I didn't even really know that these operated on a belt. So I went and bought a belt, put it on the machine. Like There were a lot of learning experiences like that through the process that helped me learn how to rent these things out. So. So we know about belts now, right? Definitely have learned our lesson. Yeah. Now now we have weekly inspections on the suckers. So from there, I got to a point where I was making enough money that I realized I was losing money by being at the mattress store and not being able to fulfill rentals. So luckily, the owner of the mattress store, I mean, he knew all this was going on. I actually helped him a lot with marketing, and we worked together to increase the sales at his place. And he uh, was able to help me start a business through kind of mixing my job there with what I wanted to do. So I went to do my own thing with the off-road industry. And from there, it's been the best decision ever. I ended up getting more machines. I would actually store them at a storage unit facility. We had three trailers, I believe, two two-place trailers in a single place. And we would leave the machines on them, and it was just me or my wife. I you know, taught her pretty quick. Well, she taught herself how to back up a trailer. <laughs> uh, there were things that I would forget, so she was heavily involved and helped, helped grow the business. But yeah, we would go back and forth to San Hollow. That's the riding area here. If you're not familiar with Southern Utah, San Hollow has a lot of terrain and is very popular. And so I would travel back and forth to San Hollow, I know my record was 26 times. I would count just because it was so many times back and forth. That is wild. With the machines. So much yeah. fuel. Well, and we offered half-day rentals. So I'd do one rental in the morning, one in the afternoon. And as long as I had like a half hour between customers, I knew I had time to like drive 
back and forth somewhat. Like I had 15 minutes and if I showed up late, I would just let them take it longer. People were super nice. It was interesting to see once I had a brick and mortar store, how things changed a little bit. But when I was on my own, people had a really good time. I knew everything that was happening. And I guess that's part of scaling is learning how to create systems and processes. So when you're not there all the time, you can rely on others to help your guests. So that was a big learning curve. And as I would drive back and forth to San Hollow, I would see a business that was at the San Hollow Resort and I had my eyes on it. Like I knew somehow, some way I was going to end up buying that business in that location. So after about a year and a half, they actually reached out to me. They called me and said, hey, we need a new manager for our business. We aren't doing well. It's been mismanaged. And I let them know, okay, well, I've got my own my own thing going on with Mad Moose and not really interested in being a manager of a business. But if you wanted me to come in and buy you guys out, I would love to do that. And I didn't have any money at the time. I didn't really know how that was going to work out. But ultimately, we did what's called just an asset purchase agreement. And I came in and took over all their assets. And then I gave them equity in Mad Moose. I think it worked out because I was actually making more money than they were without a physical location, just doing it on my own. And so they recognized that uh, Mad Moose had a lot of potential because it was structured correctly. So that was in January of 2019. I went from six six machines at the time and two jet skis. I did have two jet skis during that time as well to about 20 machines. And my first, I think we started with four employees was what I had at that time. So when did you get involved with the Polaris Adventures program and how did that change how you were operating the business? Yeah, so it seemed pretty quick after. I actually purchased Ride Sand Hollow in January of 2019, took on those employees, which was a step. I never hired employees when I was on my own, but as part of this deal, it was a step I had to take. So it forced me to take on employees in July of 2019. So that same year, seven months later, if you guys know Tim and Gray, uh, they came and approached Mad Moose and came into my office and said, hey, we want you to introduce you to this program. I already knew a little bit about it, but I didn't like reach out and say, hey, I want to sign up. So they came out and talked to me about the program. I was immediately interested. And then they kind of said that the opportunity wasn't a solid deal. There were other businesses that were interested. So we went through a process of a few months and ultimately our business came on top and they selected us to be part of the program. So I knew that was going to be a huge catalyst to the growth that we'd already experienced. And that took us from the 20 machines that we owned. I mean, if, if you guys have ever owned your vehicles, you know that it's a it's very capital intensive. It takes a lot of cash, takes outside money, right? So that allowed us to scale. We sold off those 20 machines and we scaled to 70 machines actually in the season of 2020. I ran the numbers of not only what our business was doing and what I could potentially do the next year, but combined them with what Ride Sand Hall's numbers were and competitive numbers. So landed on 70, went through 70 machines this season of 2020, and then grew to 120 machines in 2021. So 
yeah, over two years, we added 100 uh, off-road machines to our fleet, which was crazy. And what would you say was the biggest catalyst to that? Like what allowed you to to make that that big jump? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. The biggest thing is really it's coming down to having sales, right? If, if you, you've been in business for a while, you know the term sales cures all. And as long as there were sales, we figured out the rest of the stuff. Um, scaling to 120 machines, we that was 50 machines more than, than 2020. That has continued to be our, our biggest fleet count from that high number. We've actually scaled back machines because we knew that if we had the inventory and the turnover time was shortened between fixing the damaged machines, that we could do the same amount of rentals with less, right? So we actually were hiring a lot of people. We ended up with maybe 40 employees in uh, 2021. And that's when um, Shelby came into the picture as well, was uh, 2021. Yeah. September 20th. It was the day before I got married. Got introduced yeah, to Yeah, good time to, to get a job. Yeah, it was a perfect time to get a job. And so a little bit about my background. I have a history in finances as well as managing. I managed some local gyms here in southern Utah, which allowed me to learn how to create systems. A lot of the the places that I worked, they didn't have a clear vision on processes and procedures, which stressed me out. And so I took that upon myself to create systems that would help things run smooth. And so when I got hired on with Mad Moose, I helped create an employee handbook, cell phone policy, uh, performance reviews, monthly one-to-ones with employees, as well as creating a system for onboarding. He mentioned that we had you know, 40 plus employees. And so creating a system where it's all electronic helped a lot. And keeping all of those important documents in one place electronically as well has helped us a ton. I started initially just as an affiliate rep. So just going out, building relationships with other businesses here in the area, which I had, I mean, being born and raised, I know quite a few people here. So I was able to leverage my relationships to help Mad Moose. And from there, I got the office manager position and then now being the director of operations. So it's been about a year and a half that I've been with Mad Moose and it's been awesome to see the growth and we've gone from quantity. So, you know, we mentioned that we had quite a bit of machines, 120 you know, 40 plus employees to now we've scaled back because we've been able to create these processes and procedures. So we're able to have quality over quantity. Yeah. And there's a funny story there for when I think as a business owner, you are there day to day. So you start to feel like you have these operations and procedures in place. Um, And to that point, meaning like if somebody had a question, they could come to me and ask, and I could tell them an answer. But then there's a point when you hired someone like Shelby and then realize that maybe you don't have those systems and operations in place. Yeah. And so being able to create even 
a master job duties list with the hierarchy and everyone in the company knowing who to go to if they have a question instead of reaching out directly to Spencer. Because even up until like this last year, you would have, you know, techs or tour guides reaching directly out to you. Or now we have managers that they can turn to. So Spencer can focus on expanding and growing Mad Moose. So I think that's been a huge shift that's been helpful for you. Yeah, it's really allowed me as an owner to take time to grow the business instead of working in the business. So I'm able to find opportunities that I wouldn't be able to find if I'm there at the office and day-to-day operations. So I actually don't even work at any of our locations anymore. We ended up getting an office completely separate to our locations. And now I'm able to look at expansion, um, different efficiencies, employees, and opportunities. We've, you know, there's a business here locally that just listed for sale. We're looking at purchasing that business. So there's definitely a lot of things that you can spend your time on as an owner. And we've been able to learn over the past, I would say, two years how to maximize the time for myself and what I'm spending time on and allowing our employees to scale and grow their positions and give them a lot more, not necessarily just job duties, but they have such a higher level of awareness in the business. Like they know how the business is operating. They know what our goals are. They know what metrics they need to hit and able to hit our goals that we have in the business. And they're motivated to do that by themselves. Yeah, which empowers them as well, which our whole goal is to be able to add massive value and allow others to to learn and grow. So with that being said, we have been putting together, spending a lot of time and energy into creating a program that can help any of you who are at any of those stages that Spencer had mentioned during his story, whether it's from the very beginning where you have a few machines or you're at a point where you have you know, hundreds of machines, but maybe you're lacking the systems or maybe you are so busy working in your business that you're unable to expand and grow, which we want to change that to where you're working on the business. So if you want to tell them about the program and kind of what that entails. Yeah, definitely. Ultimately, we created a program that's going to allow businesses to get an outside look on not only their operations, but everything they're doing in marketing, everything they're doing with their website, tax, legal, finances. We take a hard look at operations and find better ways or software or automations to implement that frees up your time and allows you to scale. So our whole goal is actually to take a look at each individual business and the specific vehicle mix that you have, whether it's slingshots, snowmobiles, off-road, any Polaris products that you have. And, you know, for the unique businesses out there also like us that also operate, you know, jet skis, boats, watercraft, anything apart from the program and say, how can we grow this business and get it to $5 million or more in revenue every single year? And I think with this program and the leverage that it gives you, it's very important to have the operations and procedures in place that are gonna allow you to scale to that number, 
but also with expenses make money at the end of it as well. So we understand that it's not inherently a high margin operation. And I think a lot of outfitters are starting to feel that this year with having, you know, the momentum of COVID years and now getting into operations where they're learning to scale back and not seeing as much traffic. They're looking at saying, well, how can we become more efficient? Do we need all these employees? How do we look at our expenses? And that's where we saw a huge need in this specific marketplace and, and we created Rise to be able to add that massive value and look at businesses and say, okay, here's your bird's eye view of your operations and what area do you want to start? And, and we take them through a 16-week program where we look at every single one of those facets. And by the end of the 16-week program, they have a clear vision and path of how to get scaled from anywhere from $500,000 a year. Um, they get that clear path way that can take them to 5 million or more in revenue. Yeah. So we are going to be doing weekly podcasts as well as live webinars where you can hop on and ask questions and get answers as well as live calls with experts. So he mentioned, you know, tax, finance, legal, bringing on the people that we trust and that we go to for any questions that we have and allowing them to hop on these calls and add value, right? So you don't have to go out and search and vet all of these people in those fields. You can use the people that we've used and that we trust to help you scale your business, which is, I think, super valuable. Yeah, you have to find people that you can trust and that are open and honest and in their dealings, especially in this industry. And then also not only just the people, but we will provide the tools, the software, the automations that have enabled us to have an inside look at the business, right? I'm able to look at day-to-day operations from any office, any place that I'm at, just because of, of the processes that we've put in place. So we're only going to be able to take on um, so many outfitters in the beginning. So if you have interest, please reach out and we would love um, to have a discussion on how we can add value to your business. But we're going to start out by taking just four outfitters a month and we're going to put them through this process, put them through the test. We've helped a number of outfitters and we want to continue helping. And we think, you know, wherever you are in the country, we would love to come out, visit, um, get a look at your business and see how we can add that value. Yeah. And with that being said, we are going to be somewhat picky just because we are looking for those who are motivated and those who are serious about growing your business because we all know the most precious commodity is time and we want to make sure that we're not wasting your time or our time. So if you are motivated and are looking to grow and are wanting people that you can turn to to ask for help, we are here for you. So Like Spencer said, reach out to us and we would love to set up a time just to see how we could add value to you and what you're currently going through. Yeah. So ultimately, we're super excited. Um, Continue to use the Facebook page as a place where you can ask questions and discuss. It's great to have a network that you can leverage for questions within your business. I think everyone can be open on that page and 
we can we can definitely help each other and provide a lot of value there. So continue to use that. We'll continue to come out with weekly podcasts on topics that you guys want to hear about. So please let us know if there's a topic that you would like us to go over and we'll bring an expert in and discuss that and make sure that you guys are well aware of of everything that you can do to scale and grow your business. We'll add our Calendly link to this so you can schedule a time to meet with us. We'd love to meet anyone and everyone in this network. We love talking to business owners and especially in this industry. It's a ton of fun. All right. Well, thanks for listening and have a great day. Yeah. And we'll catch you next week. Catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the next episode.